How many of you weren't here this morning? Okay, just a few. <laughs> um, I recommend that you listen to the podcast or get the CD through the church on that. And uh, I don't have time to recap very much. Um, there'll be a little bit that we do here real quick. I do this in every service. Um, let's go to Colossians 3, 1 through 4. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things in the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The expanded version of that verse says, Therefore, since you were raised from the dead, raised with Christ, that's me, is that you? Yes. Aim at, aspire to, seek after, focus on what is in heaven, the things above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about. Think only about. Set your minds on, fix your thoughts on the things in heaven above, not the things on earth. For your old sinful self has died and your new life is kept hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, comes again, appears and is revealed, you will share in his, be revealed with him in glory. Amen. This morning, um, we read that scripture, and, and I'm probably going to read that scripture every time I minister until Jesus comes back. That, that's the word for this hour. It really is. And we talked about it this morning. You know, that it's, it's not a suggestion. It's, an, it's instruction. And any time that the Father instructs us to do something, it's because he loves us. It's for our benefit. And, and I believe, like I said this morning, that that scripture is more relevant today than I believe it's ever been. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, this morning we talked about the distractions of life, you know, and and how we as a body of Christ, without even realizing it, um, we, we've just been, a, you know, been asleep. How many of you woke up this morning? <laughs> Amen. Spiritually, I'm talking about. Amen. I, I don't want to be distracted by things going on. And, and the only way to not be, because they're going to happen, right? We have everyday life is to set our mind on things above. And, and let me explain, I just, I wanna explain a little something. Um, 
because it's not gonna help for me to be up here and sharing this if you don't get what I'm saying. I talked a little bit about the kingdom of God. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, well, not really. <laughs> but um, I hear of people that have had experiences in heaven and um, they come back and, and I've heard several, all of a sudden they talk kingdom. Well, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he mentioned Jesus on, on, in his, during his ministry here on the earth, just in the Gospels. It's like the kingdom of God. He mentioned it, talked about it, taught it like over 150 times. It must be pretty important. And what I was amazed to find out is, is that when I walked with him and talked with him in heaven, he, taught, he still is talking kingdom. Everything. Kingdom and love. Kingdom and love. He hasn't changed. And so that just makes you wonder, you know, you, we really, uh, as, a, as a whole, and you know what I say, you know, some, you guys, this is all, this is where you live. This is, you know, if you're visiting here, you go to a church close by here, or this is your home church. And, and, but I travel all over, and so I have spoken in a lot of different kinds of denominations, <laughs> And um, I've, I've really found that a lot of people don't even have an understanding of what the kingdom of God is. They could quote, they could quote, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But they don't really have an understanding of it. I didn't have an understanding of it. And he, he talked to me about the kingdom. His kingdom is his domain, a king's domain, kingdom. It's his reign, R-E-I-G-N. His sphere of influence. Seek ye first his reign. Well, what's that mean? Seek ye first his reign in your life. In every area of your life. And his righteousness. Well, it's not talking about right standing with God because he's talking to the born again believer. We're already in right standing through Jesus, right? So that righteousness actually means his right ways of doing things. So we are to seek his reign in every area of our life. And his ways of doing things. Well, we talked about some of those ways this morning. Yeah. Well, I believe the reason that I, I, I use Colossians 3, 1 through 4 is... Um, I don't 
don't share this very often, but this is my home church. <laughs> so I may share some things with you guys that I don't ever wear. But this is what he gave me a mandate to share, to minister. Was this scripture. Because he knew. He knew what was coming. He knew the condition of the church, the body of Christ. And, you know, we talked this morning at how self-absorbed we, we become and the things going on in our everyday life. And, and we've almost just kind of, just kind of mixed in with the world and, and we just do things as they do. And I'm not talking about sin. That happens too. I'm talking about just our reactions, what we think on, our, our, what, what's our goals? What's our, is our goal him? Is our passion him? Is our priority him? His ways of doing things? His reign in our life, in every area of our life? It's, it's good to have plans and goals. You, you need to have those, but make sure your first one is him. Because your own goals aren't going to help you much if, if he's not the first one. Uh, I'm going to get into a lot of things on Wednesday. And, and I've promised Pastor Mark that I'm going to be very descriptive. And that's why we needed these services to build on each other because it's, it's not something that you come in and in 45 minutes you just on everybody. <laughs> because we honestly, the Lord showed me that it's a complete paradigm shift that we need as a body of Christ. We talked about this this morning. But I, I'm just recapping that because we've got to get that in here. Amen. Because um, some of the things that I'll share Wednesday about that, that he showed me to come. And, and let me clarify this in case you're wondering if you want to come or not. <laughs> when I say he showed me, you know, some people say that. And, and, I, and I say that for some things. I mean, you know, he, I have a witness on the inside or, you know, I was praying and he just showed me, you know, by the Spirit. You know what I'm talking about. This, that, that's not what I mean when I say he showed me. Remember this morning when, when I was, um, for, for all those that were here, I shared about seeing Jesus. And I shared about the holes in his hands. And remember how the best way I could describe to you was that he took me in like a portal of time and literally had me experience being there. When he gave his life for us. Well, he did the same thing concerning these things. Literally opened a portal of time and, and it was as if I was there. I, I literally was there as these things started taking place. And the reason that um, it's so 
And I shared it with Pastor Mark, and he said, you know, we need to, he has a true pastor's heart, and he loves you guys. And he said, we need to, we need to let the people know. Because what I shared with him was, um, we're talking like some of these things could start happening just within weeks. And again, we're changing our, we got to change our heart on the inside and, be, and have an encounter with God so that we are changed from the inside out so that we, you know, we don't respond in fear when we hear these things. Because in all reality, I'm not going to just share the bad things. I'm going to share the, the awesome things too. And it's an exciting time. I am telling you, I wouldn't want to be on the face of this planet at any other time than now. I, I'm so honored that God would choose this time for me to be in. And we're, we're honored. Did you know we're honored in heaven? The last day church. Do you know we're the last day church? If you didn't, we are. <laughs> we are. I've been struggling all day in prayer on which direction I'm supposed to go because I have two. <laughs> And there's so much to share. I normally share this stuff in four services. I'm trying to get it out in the three services. And um, I know everybody wants to hear a lot about heaven. And, And I want to share a lot of that with you. Because we can't be heavenly minded if we, if I don't. That's the whole point. I, I know. Let me, let me just set this straight right now. I did not, the Lord did not take me to heaven to heal me. Um, being healed is just, was a benefit so that I could fulfill what he asked me to do. And that's why, what healing is for, for all of us. Divine healing, divine health. So that we can fulfill his purpose on the earth. That's what it's for. Well, One of the things that the Lord shared with me a lot, other than kingdom in heaven, was about love. And I shared this morning about how um, you know, when I found out that I had stage four cancer, um, 
how I built that mountain of faith, you know. But that faith comes by hearing the word, but it works by love. I don't know if you're familiar with this at, at all. It um, doesn't really matter if, you know, if you are or aren't. But I, I was actually, um, I went to Bible school in Tulsa. I went to Rama, And we're called the, we were called the Word of Faith Camp. Have any of you heard that term? And um, what the Lord showed me in, in my, um, with what I went through, and was that in that camp where I was um, trained up, I, I thank God for it so much. But he, he showed me that, how many of you know, we all miss it, Right? And I wasn't missing it in um, the word I knew. I wasn't missing it in, in the area of confession. Where we miss it oftentimes is in our love walk. And if, if I'm just, I wanted to come up here and just share all about heaven and the Lord's directing me another way. So I have to be obedient because you're not going to be able to get that his heart and see things the way he sees things without love operating in your life. And, and Jesus and I had many conversations, but one of the ones that that really rocked my world was when we sat down on these rocks and we dangled our feet over the river. And he started to talk to me about things that were coming as far as in the body of Christ, um, some wrong doctrines, some deceptions that were coming, things that we need to be careful of. But he said, the greatest poison in the body of Christ is a lack of love. And he, he sat there and, and he talked to me. And my eyes were open spiritually, if you know what I mean. You know, we, this isn't a popular subject, but it's one that needs to be proclaimed just the same. Because it's not going to do any good for me to get up here and talk about anything else if we don't set the foundation, because the foundation of God is love. The currency of heaven is love. Everything in heaven is based on love. He is love. Love consumes the very atmosphere. So it, it, there's a problem if we, you know, think that we don't have to operate in love, but we're going to go home where love, that's all that, that's all that exists. And the thing is, is like I shared this morning, we're not supposed to, to 
go in, you know, day in, day out, day in, day out, like everybody else, and, and you know, we're, we're here for a purpose. Did you get that this morning? Yes. You're an ambassador of heaven. You're an ambassador. You represent the king. And here's what I want. I, I, I can't. I can't go into your love walk until I share his. Because the reason that there's a lot of people that um, don't have the love walk right is because they have a wrong image of God. A lot of people have been, you know, in different, brought up in different religions or denominations or whatever, and and a lot of people see God as, you know, he's up in heaven with a big stick, and when you miss it, he's going to bop you over the head. And that's not God. Word of God tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. That he's a loving father. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing to me. Think about that for a moment. We're talking about God. The creator of everything. He could have chose any way to set up his kingdom, any type of system he wanted, and he chose family. He chose family. He chose to be called Father. Jesus is his son. He, we're adopted and grafted into his family, and we can call him Abba, Father. He calls us sons and daughters. That's not... I believe that he shared with us this morning how much he loves us through Jesus. I I don't know about you, but I'll never, ever be the same. Never. And you know what I love because it, I watch it happening everywhere I go and I minister. The Lord, has, he told me that, he said, all you have to do is just get up there and share. Because I was actually a very shy person. And I thought that I was going to be a minister's wife sitting on the front row. And he was going to do all the preaching. And, and sometimes I forget the words I should use, and I, you know, and I, I'm not the most elegant speaker, you know, in the natural. I hated speeches in school <laughs> and book reports. Oh, I would have taken an F just so I didn't have to get up and give one. But he told me, he said, Melody, if you just get up and speak, just share. What I've told you, what you've experienced, I'll breathe on the words and it'll be as if they were there. And you know how many people come up to me and say, when you started talking about Jesus, I could see him. When you started talking about heaven, it was, I could see it. Well, he's doing that for you so that you can become heavenly minded. 
He is love. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Jude 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And, you know, we don't have to look for his mercy towards us, do we? What do you think that means? Looking maybe for opportunities to show his mercy? Keep yourselves in the love of God. Deuteronomy 30:19 says, "I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live." We have a choice, right? We can choose life, we choose death. When we choose life, when we choose Jesus, we choose life. Amen. And he then makes available all of the blessings that he has. um, We now have access to the blessings of the kingdom of God. But we get to choose if we activate those blessings in our lives. And one of the ways that we access the blessings of the kingdom, if if everybody in in the body of Christ automatically got all the blessings without having to um, activate them themselves. How, how many of you know what I mean? Um, even when you're born again, you know, Jesus died for all sins. He became all sin. But we have to ask. We have to choose. He took on all sickness, but we have to choose to activate that healing in, in our lives. So the reason that there are people in the body of Christ that Um, that you see they're sad, sick, sorry, poor, (laughs) depressed, is because they've chosen life, but they haven't chosen blessing. They haven't activated it yet in their life. And one of the main things that keeps us from accessing the blessings of the kingdom is our love walk. Luke 6, 27 and 28 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Well, I don't know about you, but 
There are people that have a hard time um, blessing those who haven't necessarily hate them. They just rub them raw. And this, this isn't talking about, you know, this isn't talking about just choosing to love somebody, you know, because they irritated you a little bit today. So if we're to bless those that curse us and pray for those who spitefully use us, how much more should we be loving those that just irritate us a little bit? The definition of bless, I looked it up in the dictionary. This is like the regular dictionary. You want to know what it says? To request of God the bestowal of divine favor. To bestow good of any kind. To protect or guard from evil. Usually used interjectionally. In other words, with, your, with our mouths. It's to request God. So I'm just going to obey God and we're going to set this foundation real quick so we can move on. Amen. Amen. And I can share more Wednesday. And, and, and I, I, I promise it, we'll get heaven in there. <laughs> but this is, this is so vital. The love of God. Some of you, you know, I was lovingly counseled and, and I totally agreed at the time to never bring up what what I went through last year again, take care of it and walk away and leave it. But God has actually instructed me to make it part of my story. Some of you may know, some of you may not. Everybody's going to know in a minute. <laughs> and and I I struggled with this for a really long time um, because I love talking about him and heaven and his love. I don't like being so transparent about my stuff. Then I realized that that's how he wanted me to be a vessel so that he can activate heaven on the earth. And so I'm willing to do that. Last year, um, we had just moved here to Idaho, um, instructed by God to do so. And boy, the minute we got here, um, all hell broke loose. <laughs> and I was ministering at a, a church, and, um, and I was scheduled to minister here that night. And right after I got done ministering, I was arrested at the church. TV cameras were there, videotaped the whole thing, and yes, I was on the news. Not once, twice that day. And the title, the subtitles of it was Minister Arrested for Embezzlement. The thing that that I want to share with you is that it, this, that situation had actually started years before from a business that we were in. 
Um, when I wasn't keeping my mind on, I wasn't heavenly minded. And I, you know, I loved God, loved Him with all my heart, wanted to serve Him. But, you know, I, I didn't even realize I had, and, and this is, here's the thing, I'm just being transparent with you. I had to walk this out. This happened after my experience in heaven. I thought starting this um, business, you know, was a great idea. It was a, a talent I had, and, and um, that way we could support ourselves in ministry. And good plan. But how many of you know if it's not a God plan, it's not a good plan? Just telling you. Make sure it's a God plan. <laughs> and so it took off like wildfire, just crazy. We were booked way months in advance. And, and um, if any of you are familiar with the remodeling industry or the construction industry, we just became like swamped. And we were doing all we could do to just get through the day and get the jobs done, and before we knew it, um, before we knew it, we, I mean, I, I wasn't able to pay attention to what was happening with the books. We were, we were just, we were working around the clock, and, and we, before we knew it, we were in a mess. And nothing was intentional, no, there wasn't any criminal intent to it. My mistake was, trying to do something that was my plan and not God's plan. So it couldn't be blessed. And boy, Satan ran with that one. And so I was at a customer's uh, house, and I was on a ladder, and I was stressed to the very nth degree. Here's what's, a, here's what's really interesting is the... The very thing that I started thinking that it would finance our, us in ministry, we were now working around the clock. I hardly saw my children. I was never in church. And so here I am on this ladder, and, and I'm, I'm not feeling well physically. And the next thing I know, I'm on the floor. And they rush me, and take me to the hospital, I was 39 years old, and I, they did a CAT scan, and they came in the room, and Ken just got there as the doctor comes in and informed me that I had just had a stroke. I went into ICU, and I was completely um, paralyzed on my left side. Didn't walk. At this point, I wasn't even in a wheelchair. I mean, I couldn't get up. And so I'm, I'm laying in the bed, and I'm thinking, how did I get here? Have you ever felt like you just messed up so far that you didn't think God could ever fix it? Not that, you know... I mean, the Bible says that nothing's impossible with him, but sometimes when we get in the middle of things like that, it feels like we've just screwed up royally. <laughs> and I felt that way. 
Because I thought, of all people, I should have been. able to keep myself from getting in that situation. And so I'm laying in the hospital bed and I'm talking to God and and all of a sudden the room lights up so bright I can barely keep my eyes open. I can barely adjust. And Jesus is at the foot of my hospital bed. And he said, Melody, now are you ready to do it my way? I said, yes. If I don't know how you're going to do this, but yeah. He said, then you'll walk out of here in two weeks. Sure enough. It was miraculous. I don't know if anybody knows about strokes, but you don't walk out in two weeks. I mean, they brought... Uh, they moved me into rehab and they brought in the, you know, the interns and they wanted to see this miracle, you know, miracle patient. And so they asked me what I um, contributed to my quick recovery. (laughs) I said, the healing power of Jesus Christ (laughs) and the mercy of God. He's merciful. I don't know why, but I just, I know that I know that I know I'm supposed to share this tonight. So I was willing to do that. Because there may be, you may be in here and you may think that you're inadequate or God can't use you. Listen, if he can use me, if he can... He's so good. So merciful. And so from that moment on in the hospital, I endeavor, I mean, it, I said, I'm doing what you tell me to do, God. And so long story short, several years later, after we moved here, <laughs> we had not been running or hiding from anyone. We all of a sudden have these cases, uh, the charges against us, and um, and the news made it all about the ministry. What a lot of people didn't know, and and I, I, I really didn't share it with a lot of people, and was that the there were three main people I know now that got together and planned this whole thing. And they called the, they're the ones that called the TV station. One of them had been my friend for 20 years. You know, you say, well, why would they do that? Because they're not heavenly minded. (laughs) I mean, there's just people, listen, I'm just being, is it okay? I'm just being real. We as, there are people in the body of Christ that are so critical and judgmental 
And that is not God's ways of doing things. That is not the ways of the kingdom. And so, this past summer, I mean, well, let me, let me tell you this real quick. I won't go into the whole story, but God, let's just say God totally turned the whole thing around. We didn't, I didn't have to, we didn't have to have a hearing. We didn't have to have a trial and our names being cleared and everything we owed was paid off. Praise God. He's so faithful. And one of the things that God taught me through this situation was that when it happened, he literally took me, I don't know, put me in in this bubble and just protected me with his love. I'm not saying it was easy because it wasn't. And I had some moments, you know. But I'm getting to something here that's going to be very, very vital that you get for you. And that is, he, he pulled me back and let me look at the whole picture, and I saw such a, a wide span of responses within the body of Christ towards Ken and I. We had people like a lot of you, Pastor Mark, that just loved us and stood by us and believed in us and prayed for us. But we had a lot of people that, I mean, I was doing fire control on the emails and, you know, born-again believers telling me, I hope you burn in hell and Listen, though, what I, I don't want sympathy or anything. I, I'm good. But I, I want you to realize what he showed me. This was the body of Christ, and there was such a span in, in the different responses. Because there's a span in our love walk. It really had to do with where each individual was in their love walk with God, with how they responded to us. The Word of God tells us that when someone stumbles, to restore them. And that's being like God. Well, this past summer, God took me further, and this is what I'm getting to, I promise. I know it's getting late. Is this okay? Yeah. Um, he took me to this scripture. We were actually traveling and ministering, and, and we were at a church. It was a, actually a Sunday night where I wasn't ministering, and so someone told me that um, Billy Brim's son, Chip Brim, was at this church ministering, and we felt like we should go. So I was sitting out there like you are, and, and um, he ministered on this scripture. Luke 6, 27, 28. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. And he said, Melody, you're not cursing anyone. 
You've gotten that taken care of. You, you won't talk about anybody. But, but I didn't stop there. What does this verse tell you to do? I said, okay, Lord, bless them. <laughs> and he said, uh, <laughs> wrong answer. <laughs> and so Brother Brim had everyone stand up and, and he had us literally bless those who have hurt us, spitefully used us. And I stood there, and I was closing my eyes. I said, God, you know I've forgiven them. Melody, I need you to bless them. But you know I don't, I don't hold anything against them anymore. When our Father is instructing us to do something, it's our Father. He loves us. And it's not just for someone else's benefit, it's for ours. So, I said, okay. I call him Daddy God because that's what he is to me. And I say, Daddy God, I need you to do something for me. I need you to bless and I said her name. I need you to bless her family, her marriage, her home, her job, everything that she puts her hands to. And then all of a sudden, the love of God started bubbling up on the inside. And I started seeing her and the others that were involved like he does. I said, oh, God. Open their eyes so that they aren't stolen from anymore from the enemy. So that they're blessed. So that, you know, that they're not deceived. So that they can be set free. And the compassion of God just rose up on the inside of me. Two days later, to make a long story short, trying. Two days later... Not that person, but the other person that was involved with it just called me out of the blue. I had lost track with her, had no idea she had anything to do with it at the time. So I invited her to come over. She's sitting there in the living room. We're staying at a host home because we're traveling, we're ministering. We just happened to be in town. And um, one of our partners is sitting across from me, and we had, you know, had some meetings, and she was talking about, you know, how this message has changed her life and she's totally changed and she's so, you know, all this stuff. And so this young lady sitting next to me says, we just, we just need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. She says, will you pray? And I said, okay. So I start praying. Well, here, here's something, you know, before I prayed, I just... I'm sitting on the couch and I'm talking about the kingdom of God. <laughs> and I'm talking about all the things I've been sharing with you about how we need to see things from his point of view. Boy, am I setting a trap, 
you know, for myself. <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> so I start praying, and I guess the conviction of the Holy Spirit got so strong that she's literally hit my leg, slapped my leg, and said, stop, stop. I said, yeah, what's... She said, before you go any further, i got to tell you something. She said, please forgive me, please, please forgive me. And I grabbed her and I hugged her. I said, I already have. And I loved on her and then prayed with her because she's going through really hard times. She, she's going through a court deal. Her anger. Her ex-husband's divorcing her, taking the kids, kicked her out. She's homeless. It was awful. She texted me later and she said, I just had a mountaintop experience with God. She said, I knew with my head that God loved me, but I've never experienced it until just now with you. This is activating heaven on earth, people. This is setting our mind on things above, getting heavenly-minded, godly-minded. We don't need to be critical and judgmental and unforgiving. We can't afford to hold unforgiveness and bitterness. We, we can't be clean vessels that he can operate through until we, we get rid of all that stuff. Amen. The love of God. It's the very love of God, the very compassion of God that will move you to be there for someone that needs you to be in the very soon days ahead. But you, you know, we think of things like that and that warms our hearts, but then we think about those that have hurt us. <laughs> That's a different story. But it can't be. Amen. So my question is, are you ready to bless those that have hurt you, have cursed you, spitefully used you? Are you ready to get rid of all unforgiveness, lay it at the feet of the cross? Let the love of God wash over you so that he, can, he, he can't use you in his compassion until you're clean of all that. And he wants to take it. Remember how I said choose life or death, choose blessing or cursing? We get to choose blessing right now. And, I, you know, I apologize if I haven't shared a lot about heaven tonight because I know a lot of people wanted that, but now you just have to come back. <laughs> yeah. Because this needed to be dealt with first. And oh, I struggled with it all day to day. Like, God, I don't want to share that. I don't want to. <laughs> Can't that just be me and you story? <laughs> but hey, if I can do it, you can. Right? You have the same love shed abroad in your heart that I do. You have the same ability to forgive that I do. 
He doesn't love me any more than he loves you. He loves you just the same. He gave his life for you just like he gave his life for me. If I can let go, if I can bless those that hurt me. And you know what? Here's what's wonderful about choosing blessing. Is when I choose to do things his way, his ways of doing things, having his reign in all of my life. Even those areas of where people have hurt me. When I chose that, oh, he has blessed us. Oh, oh my goodness. Just as this past summer, I mean, in one year, this is crazy what God has done in our life in one year. Took a complete, looked like a hopeless situation, and he's using it for his glory. Totally for his glory. He's restored us. And I know a lot of people's asked me about the book. <laughs> and, and, and I got to tell you, it's been rough. It's been hard on me because, you know, it was almost ready to go when all this went down last year. And this year, really, what happened last year, trying to snuff out the message and the book. But... I just got the email of the cover. I'm hoping to be able to show it to everybody Wednesday. And it's literally, I'm going to say, I'm going to overestimate. (laughs) I'm going to say that within 60 to 90 days, we will have the book. And I believe it's going to be before that, but I'm going to (laughs) overestimate. Amen. And my editor's like, huh? (laughs) She's here. (laughs) I just looked at her. She's like. (laughs) We can do this. We can do this. (laughs) But God turned everything around, and he can turn everything around for you. Just choose to do things his way. It's pretty easy, really, once you do, it's just yielding to him. I just had to yield to him and choose to bless those that hurt us. And you know what? This is so much better. I don't have any unforgiveness or anything, and I am full of joy. And I mean, we are happy and blessed and restored, and God has just turned things around. I mean, I could just sit here all night and tell you about that, but I won't. <laughs> But I know that I know that there are people in this room that had to hear this tonight. And so, is that okay that I just obeyed the Holy Spirit? So we're going to do something. Let's just stand up. Yeah. I don't want this to be something where we just... Say a quick little prayer <laughs> and walk out. And please, it's, we're almost done, so just hang in there with me. Don't leave yet, okay?
This is important. There is nothing more important right now than us getting this stuff right so that we can be used for his glory upon the earth. Amen. So I want you to close your eyes. And guess what I'm going to ask you to do? Uh, I'm not going to pray it for you. I want you to talk to God. And I want you to ask him to bless them. You don't need to say it so loud that your neighbor needs to hear, but you need to say it out of your mouth. Remember what the definition of bless is? To request of God the bestowal of divine favor. It's not just to say, bless them, Lord. But Daddy, I ask you to just bring favor in their life. Bless everything they touch. Bless their jobs, their business, their banking accounts, their home, their marriage, their children, their family. Bless them, Lord. Bless them spiritually, emotionally, that they, their eyes would be open, that they would see the truth, that, they, that you would show them things so that they can grow in you, mature in you. Bless them, Lord. I ask you from deep within my heart, bless them. And I choose right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm coaching you. Is that okay? Say, I, I choose to let go of bitterness once and for all. For you are God. You are, you are love and you abide in me. And, and I don't want to make room for anything other than your love anymore in my life. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. But Melody, you don't understand what they've done to me. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not. But his love is greater. His love is greater. And it's so much greater to live in that love. To walk in, in his ways of doing things, which is love. There's some pretty awesome things happening in this room right now. In the spirit, I saw somebody that is like they were wearing something that was so heavy. Like literally, like almost like a, a piece of clothing that goes over your head. And it's just weighing you down and it just lifted right off. He didn't just become sin. He didn't just become every disease. He came to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. I know what it's like. As a child, I was emotionally abused for many years. Listen, his love is greater. 
take it off. Take it off right now. Lay it at his feet. Oh, I thank you. Thank you, Father. By your spirit right now, you're just, there's chains being broken, snapping right now. People being set free of hurts, of rejection, of unforgiveness and bitterness. Oh, your love is consuming this room, filling every single person here. Lord, you said that we can have faith, but if we don't have love, we're like a clanging cymbal. I know love is the most important thing because that's who you are. How can we walk with you, be used of you, see things from your point of view with all this stuff? So we give it to you once and for all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is someone here that's been battling with something physically for a long time and you weren't even thinking about it right now because you were just praying and asking God to bless them and you you forgave I'm telling you right now that that just broke that thing in your life that unforgiveness was holding back that healing in your body. It was that unforgiveness was like poison in your soul. And your soul's now clean. So your body is now healed. Who is that? Who is that? If that's you, come down here. I just want to pray with you. If you had something in your body that you've been believing for, can't see. Is that you? Praise the Lord. God is good tonight. Amen. Amen. I tell you, this, this issue of, of forgiveness and blessing, that's a, that's a big deal. That is such a huge deal. There, I, you know, not only am I in agreement <laughs> uh, with the words shared and the, the necessity of that, um, I mean, I wholeheartedly say it again there are so many people that are held back they're restricted from God's best in their own life and it affects so many people because we live in a 
fallen world, we've all done people wrong, <laughs> and we've all been done wrong, been treated wrong. And it's either we deal with it God's way or the flesh way. And it's a choice to make, huh? But I tell you, it's huge. And the release of God's favor, the release of His healing and blessing and answers to things we've sought and desired and prayed for are loosed now, freed to be enjoyed as a result of us clearing some junk out of the way. Amen.